It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Every day. All right, guys, we welcome you aboard. It is the Locked on Redskins podcast, and I am, once again, your host, Chris Russell. Good to have you aboard with us right here on LOR. It's been a couple of days since I've checked in. This is episode number 171-171. It's been a busy stretch for me and my other uh, gigs and my other life uh, dealing with, uh, of course, the Super Bowl on Sunday, but... Uh, as many of you know that listen to this podcast on a regular basis, I cover the Washington Capitals, uh, NHL Stanley Cup champions. Uh, so they played, uh, what is it, three games in four and a half days. And uh, we've had all sorts of press conferences and media availability and all that. So I've been just immersed in that, plus the Super Bowl on Sunday night and life. Uh, so it's been a couple of days since I've been able to check in, and there hasn't been that much news, which has made – I guess the uh, decision a little bit easier to kind of wait to put together an edition in which we had some stuff, right? Some stuff to talk about. Now we do. Now we do. This is episode number 171. So let's get uh, underway and update you on everything uh, going on in Redskins land. And quite honestly, there isn't a whole lot still, uh, but at least we have something, a couple of little morsels, uh, if you will. According to my pal, John Kime of ESPN and ESPN.com, at John underscore Kime, that's K-E-I-M on Twitter, at John underscore Kime, and he's the best. Uh, John reported that both Adrian Peterson and Brandon Scherf have entered into preliminary talks in discussions and contract extensions uh, and new contracts with the Washington Redskins. Now, Neither of these situations should be in any way, shape, or form remotely considered to be a surprise. First, Peterson. As we profiled a couple of weeks ago in our Skin Spotlight segment, we'll have another one of those coming up later on. Look, Adrian Peterson had a great year. He was about 26% of the offense. No, he wasn't as good as they needed him to be in every single game. And clearly when he was ineffective, uh, the Redskins really struggled on offense and really struggled to move the football uh, as you could pretty much expect. That, That happened even when Kirk Cousins was the quarterback, right? When the Redskins could not run the ball, and nobody wants to admit this, when the Redskins could not run the ball, and there were plenty of games where they could not run the ball against a good opponent, against a good defense, think Carolina a couple of times, think New England on the road three years ago, Uh, think, um, you know, there was a number of times where they went against a good opponent in which they could not run the football, they could not operate the offense. 
Kirk Cousins wasn't good enough by himself. And by the way, most quarterbacks, if not all quarterbacks, aren't good enough to overcome everything. So running the football, of course, should have always been a focus of Jay Gruden. He would always talk the game. He would never actually implement the game. In fairness to him, they never had a running back as talented, even at 33, as Adrian Peterson. The opposite argument to that is they never made it an emphasis. They never tried. They never really valued the position. They wanted to be fancy schmancy passing. And this is the constant battle that I face. So I'm encouraged, quite honestly, that the Redskins realize that without having a great quarterback situation, and there is nobody that can offer anything other than that being the kindest way to describe the Alex Smith, Josh Johnson, Mark Sanchez, rookie quarterback mess that the Redskins are in, that running the football is more important than ever for the Washington Redskins. It is not only important as it should have been all along, which it wasn't, then became very important Last year, which I was pleased to see it become very important even before Alex Smith's injury, it is of extreme urgency. It is of extreme importance. It is the bread and butter. It is what you're going to hang your hat on. It is the only chance you have, regardless of who and when is under center. Regardless. It doesn't matter whether it's, again, Alex Smith, a rookie, Josh Johnson, Mark Sanchez. It doesn't matter a free agent, it does not matter. Running the football for the Redskins offense and the Redskins defense is the most important thing, period. Period. Don't let anybody tell you anything otherwise. So I'm encouraged, even though it's very preliminary, and even though it's going to be a difficult negotiation from the standpoint of Adrian Peterson took a one-year deal at a veteran minimum with no guarantees. He's not going to sign that kind of a deal again. We, we just know that. So the question becomes, does he want more than a two-year deal? And I don't think he would have the audacity to really expect that. And audacity might be a strong word. But more importantly, how is said two-year deal, assuming that's what he wants, structure? Or does he say, you know what, I'd rather have just a one-year deal on paper, no funny money, no funny contract baloney, no spreading out this, whatever. Give me three, four, five million, whatever it might be, fully guaranteed, and we're good. Because I want to be here. I want to help this team. I want to play with Trent Williams. (coughs) I want to help out Darius Geis. I believe in this organization, whatever. So... That's that situation. So that's good news, I think, that they are at least preliminarily uh, involved in contract negotiations. Whether that leads to a deal or not, we'll have to see. Uh, I would say it's it's no better than 50-50 if I know the Redskins and how they operate in terms of you know, how strict they are with their salary cap and all that. They'll spend till the cows come home on, uh, on, on guys that they don't know, like Josh Norman. But then when it comes to guys that they now know, when it comes to guys that they now know, uh, that's where they pull the strings back. All right, as far as Brandon Sheriff goes, again, John Kime of ESPN.com noting this as well. Look, Sheriff has, he's coming off the torn pec tendon, so he should be okay 
should be okay. I would imagine he are uh, he will be very, very, very limited if you see him at all in OTAs and all that good stuff as he continues uh, his rehab. But, you know, Brandon Sheriff is the former number five overall pick, and he's been good to very good. I still don't consider him great. Uh, I consider him to be dominant at times, but the dominance is very, very, very limited, in my opinion. He is really good out in space. He is really good uh, on um, on pulls. He is really good on screens. He is not a straight-ahead, move-the-pile, maul people at the point-of-attack type of guard. That's just not what he is. I, I think I can safely say that. I've been saying that for years. Uh, I can just safely say that. So what to pay Brandon Sheriff? Well, Again, he was drafted in 2015. This is now year five, going into year five of his career. He's got the fifth-year option, so they have him under contract for one more year. And then the question becomes, how much do you pay a guy like Brandon Sheriff? Well, um, you know, it's a great question, obviously. Um, and the answer is, is I don't know, but here's what I know. The market for offensive guards has exploded over the years. It's exploded over the years. So, like, you look at Brandon Sheriff right now, right, coming off this season-ending injury, which cost him half the year. But normally, he's been pretty reliable. He's already scheduled to make $12.52 million next year. $12.52 million uh, in 2019, right? But when you look at, like, let's take, for instance, last year's top offensive guard who kind of came out of nowhere, a guy like Andrew Norwell, and signed a massive deal with the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, in the offseason of last year and wound up actually injured, so he didn't play uh, for the uh, Jaguars against the Redskins, right? But Andrew Norwell was considered, again, the top guard. 27 years old. Um, He was an undrafted free agent, so he was not a number five overall pick. He got a huge deal. A huge deal, five-year deal last March worth $66.5 million with $30 million guaranteed upon signing. And a $15 million signing bonus. So you start there with Andrew Norwell, and then you add to that if you're Brandon Sheriff, right? So my guess, my guess, is Brandon Sheriff is going to get a total value of at least $70 million, with at least, I would think, $32, $33, 34000000 million guaranteed upon signing. Now, whether that's fully guaranteed, whether that's uh, in the form of agent guarantees, all that structure stuff is what it is. The bottom line is, is I think you're looking at a minimum of $70 million total value and a minimum of $32, $33 million fully guaranteed at signing or guaranteed upon signing, I should say, for Brandon Sheriff. Yes, even off of an injury. Yes, even with the Redskins struggling to run the football every year with the exception of last year. And even with Brandon Sheriff not being, I don't think, as dominant as the Redskins were hoping for him to be at the number five overall pick. That doesn't mean he's not good. That doesn't mean he can't be very good. That doesn't mean he's not great at times. It's just he is not, he is not, and I'm just going to say it like this, he is not as dominant 
as I think he needs to be for the Redskins to take that next step. That's just me. All right, that is our opening salvo here on the Locked on Redskins podcast episode number 171. Good to have you aboard with us. So courtesy of John Keim, those two stories and the analysis that, of course, comes with it. When we come back, we will get into a former Redskin. Now a former Jet, could he be brought back here? And Pro Football Focus has their top 101 list. What Redskin made the list, or at least the second half of the list? We'll see if anybody makes the top half of the list. We'll have those details for you coming up next, right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Good to have you with us. I am Chris Russell at WrestleMania 621 at Locked Redskins. And don't forget to check out Locked uh, at Locked on NFL Nut at Locked on NFL Net, if he can speak in English, as we have all sorts of NFL team coverage for you covered from head to toe from all of your local experts. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, guys, we welcome you back. It is episode number 171 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. I am your host, Chris Russell. Good to have you aboard uh, with us. And hey, while we're at it, and before I forget, because I tend to forget about these kind of things, uh, just want to remind you guys and let you know that the Locked On Podcast Network is going live with an NBA trade deadline special. That's Thursday afternoon, 1.30 Eastern Time, 1.30 Eastern Time, so 10.30 Pacific. It's live on YouTube on the Locked On Fantasy Basketball channel. It's hosted by David Locke and fantasy expert Josh Lloyd, plus all the local experts on the Locked On Podcast Network. We'll break down all the deals, give the fantasy perspective, and have all the local angles. Again, it starts at Thursday at 1.30 Eastern Time. It'll be 90 minutes before the trade deadline on YouTube and the Locked On Fantasy Basketball channel. So make sure you guys give that a watch. If you love the NBA, if you love the NBA trade deadline, that's not our thing uh, right here on the Locked On Redskins podcast. But obviously, David uh, and all of our local experts do a tremendous job. And I'm right in the heart of Washington, D.C., where John Wall is out for at least the next 12 months after slipping, falling at home while recovering from a previous surgery and ankle issue that was going to keep him out all of the rest of this year. He slipped, fell without his boot on, and tore his Achilles tendon, which was the fear all along and why they chose to have surgery, and yet it still happened. And now he's going to be out for a minimum, minimum of 12 months from now, and it probably will be more closer to 13, maybe even 14 months by the time it's all said and uh, done. So again, make sure you check out Thursday at 1.30 Eastern on the on YouTube and on the Locked On Fantasy Basketball channel, the Locked On Podcast Network, NBA Trade Deadline Special, hosted by David Locke 
and fantasy expert Josh Lloyd. So you have that. All right, back to the Redskins we go. So profootballfocus.com, great website. I highly recommend you signing up for their premium subscription package and their premium stats. It's just a, an invaluable resource. Uh, some people don't like it. Um, they think their grades are are made up. I, I have no idea what these people are doing. I don't agree with everything Pro Football Focus comes out with. I don't think everything they do is the way I see it, but I could be wrong, and they're watching a game 15 times over, and I'm not. So the bottom line is, is I don't agree with everything they generate, but I trust them. They're my eyes, uh, and I use it as a valuable measure valuable measure and I let you guys decide and I don't let it completely change my opinion but it does educate me on a lot of things that I just can't see and know especially league-wise outside of the Redskins all right so we'll get to Brandon Sheriff in the Skins spotlight coming up in the next segment but pro football focus com again and this is up has a top 101 player in the NFL list that they put out every year. So they put the first half up, and one Redskin made it, and it was Zach Brown at number 67. It's his first top 101 appearance. Zach Brown graded out, ready for this? And we profiled this, again, in the Skin Spotlight um, segment a, a, a couple of weeks ago when we did Zach Brown. He, he graded out a... 89.2 overall did Zach Brown. Uh, that is incredible. Zach Brown graded out, let me repeat, a 89.2 out of 100. That That is hard to kind of wrap your arms around, right? Uh, but that's what Pro Football Focus had him as for the entire season. Now, again, this is, <coughs> excuse me, this is where people are going to have a problem with pro football focus. But again, they go through the tape, they have all sorts of different things. So I'm just going to tell you what they say, and then we can kind of go from there. In terms of run defense, he was an 84.1. In terms of pass, <coughs> excuse me, coverage, he was 84.4 in terms of tackling, 86.5. In terms of pass rush, a 68.7. All of these grades out of 100. He had the third highest grade among linebackers overall. He was one of four linebackers in the NFL to finish 80.0 or above in both run defense and coverage. So... Whatever you want to say about Zach Brown and the Redskins not being able to find a role, that's either the Redskins' problem or it's a Zach Brown problem. Now, was he better in pass coverage this year than he was in his first year in Washington? Yeah, but he also wasn't on the field and asked to do as much, quite honestly. And we broke this down in terms of the numbers when we did the skin spotlight on him a couple of weeks ago. Just in terms of pass coverage, Zach Brown allowed, according to ProFootballFocus.com and their premium subscription package, 
35 catches on 48 targets, a 72.9 receiving percentage, 283 yards, 8.1 yards after the catch, 160, I'm sorry, 8.1 yards per reception, 160 yards after the catch, a long of 28, no touchdowns in his coverage, and one pass breakup and an NFL passer rating against of 87.4. Again, much better than he graded out and much better than he played in 2017. But for whatever reason, Zach Brown was not trusted as much by the Redskins coaches throughout the year in terms of his ability to be on the field during coverage situations. Now, he was on the field. There's no issues about that. But if you just look at, like, the season as you go along, right, he started in terms of pass coverage snaps, according to PFF, 23 against Arizona, 19 against Indianapolis, up to 34 against Green Bay, 27 against New Orleans, 31 against Carolina, all the way down to 15 against the Cowboys. Now, they ran the ball more, and that was Zach's best game, I thought, in terms of run defense. Um you know, and, and pro football focus had an 85.6 on him in terms of run defense in that game. So maybe that's why some of the numbers shake out because then right away you go back up to 29 against the Giants on the road, 28 against Atlanta. That was a game where Zach Brown came out with a Twitter tirade afterwards, uh, a couple of days afterwards, saying he was basically blamed for everything. Um, and, and, and clearly he was not good that day. 32 pass defense snaps or coverage snaps against Tampa Bay through all day, 25 against Houston, 19 against Dallas on Thanksgiving Day, 32 on Monday Night Football against uh, Philadelphia, just seven the next week against the Giants in that disaster at home, then 12 against Jacksonville, 15 against Tennessee, 21 in the finale against Philadelphia. So, I mean, you could see his numbers all over the place. Um, I'm not saying that the Redskins don't utilize and trust Zach Brown at all, but it's very clear that they don't hold him in the higher regard that pro football focus does. That being said, congratulations, Zach Brown, number 67 on the top 101 profootballfocus.com best players list in 2018. So congratulations to him. Interestingly enough, number 68, one spot behind him is my guy Lorenzo Alexander. An 85.7 overall for the Buffalo Bills, 38 pressures in his 14th season. Zoe is just the guy. Uh, 38 pressures on 238 uh, snaps and pass rush snaps, I should say, a 16.9 pressure percentage. That's the fifth highest rate among edge defenders with 100-plus pass rush snaps. So Zach Brown just beating out his buddy and his former teammate, Lorenzo Alexander. I did a charity event with both of those guys two years ago uh, when Zach Brown was first coming here, so they are uh, pretty close. And good to see Lorenzo having the success he's had in Buffalo. And, you know, I don't think Zach Brown, again, is regarded as high by the Redskins brass here. Maybe that was part of the reason why Kirk Olivadotti was allowed to move on because they didn't like the development there. I don't know. Uh, but the bottom line is, is maybe Rob Ryan sees something different in Zach Brown. And, you know, they Zach Brown was with Rob Ryan when he had a Pro Bowl year in Buffalo. So certainly that is, I, I wouldn't rule out Zach Brown staying. 
I thought at first Zach Brown would probably move on because of the large cap number. Maybe they can do something about that. Maybe he takes a pay cut. I don't know. But Rob Ryan had success as the defensive coordinator and linebackers coach with the Buffalo Bills when both Lorenzo Alexander and Zach Brown were there. And Zach Brown was coming off of a Pro Bowl year and yet allowed to leave in free agency uh, as Sean McDermott came in. So that's an interesting tie in there. And I wanted to bring that uh, to you guys. One other thing that we have to hit on real quick is Spencer Long, former Redskin draft pick, third-round pick out of Nebraska, uh, developed four years here, 2014 draft, uh, played okay, fairly well uh, with the Redskins over his time at both left guard and center. He signed a big deal with the New York Jets. He was banged up. He was not good, uh, and they let him go after just one year. So Spencer Long is a free agent. Could he return to the Redskins? I mean, I think it's more than possible, especially with Bill Callahan still here. Uh, clearly, the Redskins need help at left guard. I don't think anybody would question that. Look, is Spencer Long an upgrade over what they have? Of course he is. Is Spencer Long dominant or great or really good? Of course he's not. But I would be in favor of adding Spencer Long back into the mix if I'm Bill Callahan, Jay Gruden, and the Redskins, especially if it's on a one-year, you know, veteran minimum type deal or one million, one point five million, whatever the machinations of the deal is. As long as he's not looking for a three or four-year deal, and I don't know how he possibly could, because he's going to get a lot of his he got all of his guaranteed money from the New York Jets. So. For whatever that's worth, the Redskins have a big, big, big hole, as we know, at left guard. And, of course, right now, you can't say Brandon Sheriff is going to be what Brandon Sheriff was, which leads us into Sheriff in the skin spotlight when we return, right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Again, it is episode number 171. Good to have you aboard. I am Chris Russell. This is David Harrison of the Locked on Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card good to have you aboard with us it is episode number 171 we have to get out of here in just a few so we'll do this our skin spotlight returns we took a couple of episodes off because of so much going on and not enough time to fit everything in but we are back we spent a lot of time talking about brandon sheriff on today's episode with again the news that john kime reported of espn that the redskins are indeed uh, considering or entering in preliminary talks about a long-term contract extension we kind of laid out the financial parameters we gave our analysis of Brandon Sheriff, the former number five overall pick out of Iowa, just over 27 years old, 6'5", 315, and ended up on the injury list about halfway through last year, played in the first nine games, that disastrous Atlanta loss in which they lost Laval to the torn ACL and share for the year with the torn pack tendon. Uh, away we go. Here's what profootballfocus.com and their premium subscriptions package, again, has on Brandon Sheriff. In terms of an overall grade, in terms of an overall grade, he was a 70.1 last year in terms of an overall grade. In terms of pass blocking, uh, this was pretty high, uh, which is interesting. They had him at an 84.0 composite grade. Run blocking, only a 61.4, a 61.4. So that's, you know, again, that kind of tells you where they look at him 
in terms of the the areas that 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 he was good at at least in 2018 and I mean his his numbers have been all over the place quite honestly uh during his career at times I felt he was terrible in pass pro and at times I felt he was pretty good at times I felt he was not anywhere near explosive enough in the run game and at times he's been pretty good pretty good I would never say he's been explosive Uh, I feel like his greatest strength, again, is out on the perimeter and especially on screens, which is just befuddling why the Redskins don't run more natural screens. But anyway, uh, so Brandon Sheriff, again, a 70.1 overall, 84.0 out of 100 in terms of pass blocking uh, and a 61.4 in terms of run blocking. He did have two penalties uh, on the year. Again, only played in nine games, 506 total snaps. 301 in pass blocking, 205 in terms of run blocking. Just for a, a kind of composite view of Brandon Sheriff, since he's entered into the NFL, again, his career total composite grades via profootballfocus.com. Again, you take that for whatever you want have gone from an 81.4 in his rookie year overall to a 77.2 in 2016, a 79.9 in 2017, and now a 70.1 in an injury-shortened fourth season with the Washington Redskins. His pass blocking in his four-year career has gone from 68.8 as a rookie to 75.2 in 2016, 72.3 in 2017, up to 84.0 as we kind of chronicled. His run blocking, though, according to PFF, has indeed tailed off. 82.4 as a rookie, 76.4 in 2016, 79.3, so a little uptick in 2017, and then way down at 61.4. Now, again, that is not a complete total like measure and analysis, but it is what it is. You can kind of like form your own opinions from there. 3,560 offensive snaps, 2170 in terms of pass blocking, 1390 in terms of run blocking for Brandon Sheriff. All right. So that's Brandon Sheriff in our skin spotlight. And again, spent a lot of time on that. One other note, according to Ben Standig of NBC Sports Washington at Ben Standig, he said that according to a source, the Redskins did not check in preliminarily on Wednesday uh, on on Spencer Long, who we talked about earlier uh, in this episode, who's now a free agent, let go by uh, the Jets. He said a bunch of other teams did check in and express some level of interest. The Redskins, at least according to standing on Wednesday, uh, did uh, I should say on Tuesday, did not uh, express an interest. So for whatever that means, it is what it is. They still should consider it. All right, that's going to do it for us right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast, episode number 171. Thanks for being with us. Don't forget to check out that Locked on NBA live trade deadline special on the YouTube channel hosted um, by David Locke and friends with all sorts of fantasy spins and local experts. Make sure you check that out and make sure you tell a friend about the Locked on Redskins podcast. Adios. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked on podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.